Hello, everyone, and welcome to Note to Scene, a music news podcast covering everything from pop punk to metalcore. I'm Matt Crane. I'm Tyler Sharp. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, where every week we discuss all the biggest news stories in the music scene. So much to talk about this week. Big news from Waterparks and Of Mice and Men. But first, we're going to talk about Fall Out Boy's new album, Mania, and whether or not it was worth the wait and all the trouble that came along with it. All right, let's go. What's going on with this new Chainsmoker song, Tyler Sharp, Sick Boy? The entire world apparently says it sounds exactly like 21 Pilots, and I don't think they're wrong. It does sound like a 21 Pilots song. (laughs) Is it mostly the fact that uh, Chainsmoker number two, or I can't, I don't know their names, Chainsmoker (laughs) number one is doing a kind of, he's like kind of doing Tyler's quasi Jamaican accent thing a little bit there's just something about the whole vibe of the song it has a very even the beat it's very blurry facey vessely kind of it's just it's 21 pilots core even more so than than that logic song that popped up over the summer like that's the song tyler joseph wishes he could write tyler joseph already wrote this song and he wrote it way better I guess we can't be surprised after seeing the success that Not 21 had. I mean, you know, Logic was right there to capitalize on that with 1-800 and uh, pretty much jacked the band's entire message. And now the Chainsmokers are going to try a little bit of it. So it makes sense. It's just funny to see. Who would have thought, man? 21 Pilots. Right. <laughs> Let's move into our main story this week, which is Fallout Boy. The band released their new album, mania um it's finally here after a long delay um being scrapped retooled scrapped put back together whatever the process was it's finally here tyler sharp what are your thoughts on mania as i assumed i really do not like this album at all there's only really two redeeming tracks on the whole album for me which last of the real ones which they released as a single over the summer and we already talked about on the show i said i liked it back then i still think it's a really decent song it has a you know a passable climax and a passable hook it's definitely not like peak fallout boy but i think it's a good song uh the other one that I liked off Mania is called Sunshine Riptide. It has this really big hook and it's got a solid beat and it's got the tropical vibe, which I think is a hundred times better than the tropical take they did on Hold Me Tight or Don't. And it also has a, a South African guest rapper on it. And it's I just think it's the only kind of redeemable Mania moment outside of, you know, maybe the chorus of Last of the Real Ones. Low points, definitely hold me tight or don't. Like we talked about, total cash grab at Latin Pop, and they didn't pull it off. Uh, Expensive Mistakes was the last single that they released. As it's like a, it sounds like a really bad American Beauty, American Psycho B side. Church, I feel like that could have been a cool thing, but the way it came out feels so forced and tired. Heaven's Gate. So you, I, I could you go on to the whole album. I can't stand <laughs> it, man. I think this is a you very very bad album and i can confidently say that it is the worst fallout boy album i'm at a four out of ten i'm on kind of the other side of you um okay. i think this is a decent fallout boy album certainly not my favorite um but i think it's fine i think i think uh i don't know like i think you're kind of overreacting a little to this one like it's <laughs> an album you know like i'm seeing uh, decent scores in the reviews all the fallout boy fans i know are liking it rolling stone gave it a fine review they said it's a good album i i you know i guess i'm kind of on the opposite side of you here because i've so far the singles haven't really pissed me off as much as, as they have been with you but um everything i got new off the album i enjoyed like i thought stay frosty was a pretty good song um, I didn't particularly like the Tanya Harding reference in it. It I, comes at an odd moment when she's getting sort of her redeeming uh, moment. But like you, I like Sunshine Riptide. Church, um, the lyrics in Church, man. If you were Church, I'd get on my knees, confess my love, my sanctuary, 
like man wow pete he's saying his sanctuary is her never mind I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> it's like the lyrics. Like, is just, he gonna go there? Is he gonna control. go there? Um, uh-huh. Heaven's Gate and Bishops are really the only two songs I don't like on the album. I like Stay Frosty. I like Last of the Real Ones. Um, I like Hold Me Tight. I like the Latin pop thing. Even Wilson didn't bug me that much, which I was surprised. Um, I like Church, obviously, the aforementioned. Um, to me, Champion's even more fun than um, Centuries. Sunshine Riptide I like, and I like Young Menace. So, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's about a 7 out of 10 for me. Wow, that is so crazy. So this isn't the worst Fall Out Boy album to you? No, in fact, we should probably do our rankings. Yeah. Um, for me, it's uh, Cork Tree... Um, Take Us to Your Grave, Infinity on High, Save Rock and Roll, this album, um, American Beauty, and then Fully. Wow. Okay. So mine would be Don't don't Come At Me. Nobody come at me on Twitter about this. <laughs> oh, don't, shit. What are you leading with? Don't at me. <laughs> Mine's Infinity. I got to lead with Infinity. Uh, second is Cork Tree. Third is Save Rock and Roll. Fourth is Take This to Your Grave. Fifth is um, American Beauty, American Psycho. Sixth is Folly Ado. And seventh is Mania. So, well, I think this is a fine Fall Out Boy album. Like, I just, I enjoy it. I'm going to put it on my car. The thing, though, is, like, was it worth it? After the disaster of the rollout and this, like, Fall Out Boy fatigue that is just surrounding the band and their fan base right now and just the general lack of conversation surrounding them it's like was it worth it to just put out a fine fallout boy album at this moment i i don't think so career-wise you know i think um after the mania sessions went south and you know they ended up with a what i think is a decent album what you think is a shitter album they probably should have just scrapped it and um went away for a while yeah, I totally agree with you. I think we weren't supposed to get a fine Fall Out Boy album. What you think is a fine Fall Out Boy album is different than what I think a fine Fall Out Boy album is. But it at just the end of the day, feel like, this, it doesn't necessarily feel like the time for a Fall Out Boy album. This, with the delay, when you make a big move like that, you're supposed to deliver. And I think it's safe to say that Fall Out Boy did not deliver. Like, this is not, regardless of... Whether you like or dislike the songs, this is not peak Fall Out Boy caliber songwriting. Would you agree with that? I'd agree. It's tough. I mean, it's not peak, but, you know, it's satisfactory for me. But it's like I'm saying so back to crazy. my point, you know, should satisfactory it shouldn't. be enough at this point, you know, especially considering the long wait. Right, exactly. Now we should probably talk about the early number predictions that we got. Um, Hits Daily Double is reporting with streaming that they're going to do between 105,000 and 110,000. American Beauty, American Psycho, their last album, did 219,000 with streaming first week. So they're doing over a 100,000 unit drop. They still probably are going to get a number one album, but it's a 100,000 unit drop. Right. And I mean, we know why. The band have had no singles at all connect on radio whatsoever. And there's just... Fall Out Boy fatigue right now. Nobody's interesting. Nobody's watching. It, it It's like, hello, is anyone out there? Right, exactly. I feel like all of these songs on this album could have been great songs, but the melodies were executed so poorly that none of the hooks connected. I mean, I, I still think Last of the Real Ones could be a way better song than it is, but it clicks semi. It's passable the way it does, but I just, I was super let down by this album. I, I love Folly Ado way more than this album. Like, I, I'm yeah, one of those just, people who uh... really enjoy Folly Ado, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just super confounded because to me, these songs are not any worse than American Beauty, American Psycho. Like, this is right on par with me. So I'm no. confounded as to why it's not connecting. And I can just, to me, I think Fall Out Boy right now is just played out. Like, I think... I think Uma Thurman got in centuries, just got slammed into everyone's head way too much. And people need a break from Fall Out Boy right now. That's all I, that's the only real conclusion I can come to. So what you're saying is that American Beauty, American Psycho was too successful of an album for Fall Out Boy? 
<laughs> I, I, I mean, it was just unavoidable and everywhere. And I think uh, the amount of times I heard Centuries, the amount of times I heard Uma Thurman, I started to hate those songs. Yeah. I really did. They reached and, a saturation uh, point pretty quick. Yeah. So that, I mean, I'm just confounded by it. And that's the only real logical conclusion I can come to. But so the Mania Tour Part 2 also got re- announced. Mm-hmm. We've got some interesting guests. Gym Class Heroes, Ooh, Every Time boy. I Die, Against the Current, and State Champs, and Nothing Nowhere. I am very interested to see Gym Class Heroes opening for Fall Out Boy. What was your reaction when you saw that Gym Class Heroes was opening a Fall Out Boy tour? Who's letting them do it? Like, they're allowed <laughs> to do that? <laughs> We're letting them back in? Right? Like, Is this 2008? So it was stuff. so interesting for me to see that because literally like a week before it got announced, I had gone back and checked on that cruise that they got announced for last spring. And just to see like if it happened or they had they said anything on Facebook about it. And it doesn't happen until this spring, which is crazy. So that cruise got announced like, I mean, that's kind of typical for cruises, but got announced like nine months in advance and like everyone forgot about it. But gym class heroes are playing alongside train on a cruise and then they're going out and supporting fallout boy on their second album release tour. Crazy. And every time I die is pretty freaking cool too. Katie, let Travis do let travi mccoy do some more things come on we need them back are we getting the gym class heroes comeback (laughs) man is there gonna be a new album i don't know it's up to katie it's up to katie man we are so (laughs) deep down the conspiracy theory hole on that one um did you see the band uh playing on colbert I didn't get to see that performance, did you? Yeah, I did. It was a pretty stiff performance, oh, as these no. Fall Out Boy performances have been. You know, which is a real bummer, too, because, like, Colbert, that's, at the moment, that's the number one late-night late night, programming. Right? He's outperforming Fallon, finally, and that's the most viewers you're going to get. So, yeah, it was kind of a bummer to see them kind of just sort of phone in the performance. <sighs> that sucks, because remember when they released Young and Menace, and I think they played on... Fallon that yeah when I they mean, released that song get- and we were gushing over that performance man yeah I mean they're getting all the opportunities it's just nothing sticking it um, does it feels any- like they're blowing it anything else you want to add for Fall Out Boy Tyler Sharp I don't think so I'm I'm very uh-huh. interested to see how this tour is going to play out because somehow they managed to get really good <laughs> box office numbers on their first Mania album tour when the album wasn't out so now they have the album out I want to see if Fall Out Boy is just always going to be able to bring in big numbers from here on out, regardless of what shit they put out. All right. Next story is Of Mice and Men, the band's new album, uh, the first without Austin Carlisle, Defy. It's been released. Tyler Sharp, another band, has put out an album. And what do you think of it? I do not like this album at all. And I really want to. I really do. But we have heard almost all of these songs before. It's so crazy to think about a year ago at this time. It was still fresh that Austin had left or gotten kicked out or whatever the hell happened with that. And the thought of a new Of Mice and Men album that potentially could potentially still be heavy would have like flipped the tables. You know, like just the idea of this album was so fresh in everyone's mind. And now that it's Mm -hmm. here, literally no one is talking about this thing (laughs) because the songs aren't sticking. I mean, it's just not there. They released a lot of these songs before the album came out. But songs like uh, Instincts and Sunflower and and God, Money, man, they put a Pink Floyd cover on this album. What the (laughs) hell is going on with my boys, man? This is this was super disappointing. Literally the only redeeming track I got off of this album was the closer and it's called If We Were Ghosts and I, last time I listened to it was like a week ago but there's barely any screaming on it. It sounds like a good song off of 3 Days Grace's 1X, but um there's so many moments on this album where they are ripping off Breaking Benjamin songs riff for riff. <laughs> riff for riff. Oh yeah, they're Go ripping Jack. off they're ripping off a lot of bands riff for riff. So the idea of hard rock metalcore band is cool to think about. It's 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 an interesting proposal, but Of Mice and Men did not execute as well as they could have. And I think it's going to be detrimental to them moving forward. So 
It's been a bad week for music for you. <laughs> a lot of letdowns. This has been um, a tough week to listen to new music, man. I I actually was pleasantly surprised no. with this album. Yeah, you know, I um I went into it with very low expectations, and uh, it sets up a good framework for the band. I think um, songs like "Defy" and "Breakable," "Back to Me," "Sunflower," "Vertigo," "On the Inside," they all to me sound like decent radio rock songs, and it's obviously that that's the band's goal. And I think that like this version of of Mice and Men is worth considering, like. You know, we've seen so much shit from the scene lately. And, like, <laughs> this band are at least, they're tight, they're performing well. They have a vision. They have a clear goal. And, 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 like, they're executing it well. And, like, I just, like, respect the fuck out of it. It's not a perfect album by any stretch. But I think there's, you know, enough good, solid radio moments here that, like, say, if they had the backing of the right label, they could be succeeding. And there's there's a real case to be made for this version of A Mice and Men, the one without Austin. And they even, you know, are smart about it. And they do some fan service. They do some metalcore songs, you know. They do a few songs that are heavy on the screaming, which in a perfect world, you know, that if we're going back five years, that's the sort of transition <laughs> we want to see a metalcore band make to radio. That's sort of where I'm at with it. I'm at about a 6.8 out of 10 for the album. Okay. I'm at a 5 out of 10. Okay. Because I do appreciate so, Unbreakable. Like we talked when the song dropped. We, we talked on that, that episode. They're like... That's like uh, the perfect fusion, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. But in my in my opinion, they did not carry out the vision of that song across any other songs on this album. They're pretty much all passable songs, but they're all filler and shit that you've heard before. If, you, if you've listened <laughs> to hard rock over the last 10, 15 years, you've heard 90% of the riffs on this album. There's nothing new to it. And it, 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 it's true. You can't, you can't really argue against it. Like, like Sunflower, man, they fucking hit the clutch right. They're breaking <laughs> Benjamin gear. Like they, they are not even trying to hide it. They are right? like, and, and we you are got, breaking Benjamin. You got Aaron, but, like, Aaron Polly on Twitter tweeting breaking Benjamin, asking for them to take them out on tour. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess there's something in the fact that they're trying they need better music to be able to do it. And ripping off successful hard rock bands is just not the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, it was just fresh enough for me, you know, to the That's point crazy. where I'm I'm still on board. And um, it's not crazy. <laughs> I'm still on board. And I'm, you know, I'm willing to give this version of the band a shot. Like, I just, I really like, it. I'm glad to see them focused and actually executing. I'm just, you know, I'm so used to seeing bands just flailing and falling all over the place lately that it's a little refreshing. You said you're at a five? Yeah. And as I say that, you know, big problem. I think this album could be having a lot more success right now if it had the right label behind it. You know, mm. right now, Rise Records is is pushing money on <laughs> rock radio as the single because reasons. I mean, dude, it's not like this is the first single they pushed. All their but other like, singles that they not, pushed fell off. This is probably the worst one you can push. And yes, they're agreed. actually pushing it. There are so many other options. So I just, I think, you know, if they had a major like Roadrunner backing them, I think you see Unbreakable or Back to Me or one of these other songs have a lot more success. And I'm not going to count them out yet. You know, like we saw Beartooth kind of uh, fade in really slowly and then something caught, you know, and all of a sudden Beartooth are back on the conversation again. My biggest issue with this Of My Cement album is I don't think it's good enough for hard rock fans or rock radio and it completely alienated their core fan base. So where the know, hell man, are they I going just, now? It just feels like the think, floor is dropping out from underneath them right now. I also consider this is such a step up from uh, Cold World. Like, it's just, this is I mean, so much better. That's totally so, like, something. It's like, a, it's like a gasping breath of fresh air, you know? So I don't know about the alienating of the fan base. You know, it, they, they have a choice, you know? Are you going to stay with this version of the band or not? And, uh... I don't know. You know, it, if we haven't been living in a world where bands like Sleeping with Sirens are selling 11,000 copies <laughs> first week and Motionless and White are flopping and the whole scene's coming down and burning, I'd be more optimistic for the band. But, you know, I'm, I'm unfortunately not because 
we know when 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 actually considering the realities of the state of the scene right now it's a tough road for of mice and men in its own bubble sonically these songs are passable but the i think it's a breath of fresh air to the fans who want this sound and i just don't think there are many of mice and men fans who 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 have grown to love this band whether from self-titled or the flood or restoring force that want this version of the band and a lot of them aren't even backing the band anymore anyways since carlisle's not there they really need the radio fan base they really they, that it. that they need to connect somehow and it, it has to just... happen they have to get an outside fan base and they have to tour with the right bands we gotta talk first week sales what did what did cold world do was 19. it 18,000? 19 19 and that was a huge drop from uh from restoring forest which did what 50 50,000 i think Okay, so what are you thinking first week sales for this for Defy, Tyler Sharp? I'm I'm at 10k. Okay, I'm at 12k. Okay, all right. So you're right at Sleeping with Sirens. Yes, because that's I what think Sleeping it, album it, did. It, and I I will consider that a success for the band. All things Whoa. considered, 12k I will consider it a success, of something to build upon for the future. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Losing Austin Carlisle. Oh my god. You know? 2013 you i i dare you to go back in time and say that to 2013 you uh, of mice and men 12,000 first week is a success in 2018 <laughs> after losing austin carlisle i'm just i'm really impressed with the just the package the band have been able to put together and the fact that they haven't fallen to ashes you know i like that they're taking a shot and i respect it i'm glad you enjoy this man. anything else any, anything else uh you want to add on of mice and men tyler sharp i'm out I'm out on a mice and men. Jumping ship. It would not. It's it's about time for our monthly My Chemical Romance freak out, right? Oh, okay. um, Has to happen. So, uh, okay. So there was a My Chemical Romance false alarm. This is our next news item. Um, the band's website updated in the touring section. And I believe it said, stay tuned for, for new dates or something along the lines of that, right? Yep. So... Their official website, somehow someone managed to get a link from their official website that led people to a page that was labeled MCRX Tour, and underneath that, it had its own tab on the page, and it said, quote, check back soon for more details on the upcoming tour. Mm -hmm. And I found it on Facebook, Someone, a friend had shared it, and I'm pretty sure it broke around 1030 central time yeah. uh this past saturday night and after that it was all night it was just the the craziest conversation i was like we're really doing this again aren't we <laughs> it was wild man and, you know it. the craziest thing is this happened before a couple of years ago See, this exact yeah. same thing happened and i don't know what it is you know i think warner brothers just has some, warner brothers owns all of these websites for all right. these bands and they manage the back ends. And I just, I don't know if there's some some sort of software update they do every now and then that just makes this happen. But whenever it does, the MCR me picks up on it and everyone freaks out. And dude, I didn't even waste any time. Like, I texted one of my friends <laughs> who was actually friends with members of the band. And I was like, yo, I just need you to squash this right now because I can't, I can't spend tonight... <laughs> tonight uh i can't even spend tonight worrying and she told me no you know nothing's happening and i was like all right i didn't think so I mean, and i didn't ha i didn't have to stay up all night you know yeah freaking out about it deep down i knew it wasn't yeah but there was a good <laughs> there was a good 15 minutes man right yeah. when it was happening i was like holy fucking shit my chemical romance is really coming back this is really happening <laughs> dude i can't i can't believe you went there that's so crazy man it was the you first the 15 minutes when i first saw when i Big clicked fun. on the link and i saw the post on facebook and it brought me to that page i stared at it for like five seconds and i was like I'm, my inner body was screaming no but on the outside, I was screaming yes. And I was that. just like this rage of emotions inside me. It's crazy because I don't remember what you're talking about. And I had another friend who texted me that night. And he was like, I'm pretty sure this same thing happened a few years ago. And then I saw it other people talking about it online. It might have even happened a couple times. Yeah. And you just might not have saw it in the news. But yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's... This is a common issue with MCR. Any sort of update to anything associated with them right. turns into a frenzy. So it just sort of happens. But yeah, that must have been the, like, the most amazing 15 minutes of 
the last five years for you or something. It was, it was you let your great, head go there. man. I was like, emo was, is was fucking good. back, man. man. We, gotta take, we gotta take what we can get, man, you know? And if 15 I minutes know, of joy, dude, that, take it. Take hey, it. man, that was the most blissful 15 minutes I've had with the scene in <laughs> a long-ass time. <laughs> well, since there's no real MCR news to report, we're gonna move on to our next story, which is water parks. Water Parks released a new single. It's called uh, Not Warriors from their upcoming album, Entertainment. It follows the singles Lucky People and Blonde. Did you have a chance to listen to Not Warriors, Tyler Sharp? I did, and I'm very interested by this song because it's not what I was expecting at all. So we've gotten three singles from this album so far. Uh, The lead single was kind of like 2009 All Time Low meets 2017 EDM. And we both loved it. And yeah, I, I reluctantly single, loved it. That was it. blonde. Very, right. very all-time low. We were, we were, we gushed over it. We were on board with that one. Yeah. And I, I mean, the, myself reluctantly, but I got to give props next, where props are due. The, the next, next one was Lucky People, which was acoustic, and you hated, from what I remember. It was a shit show. What the hell is going on, Equal Vision? This is a filler song. Not right. a fucking secondary single to, to, to Which, push this album. So, I gotta say, I actually like that song. I don't think it, it. I don't think it works as a single. I'm not. I'm not insane, <laughs> but I don't think it works. As, I don't think it works as a single. But I actually think it's an okay song. It, it, it there's just so much wrong with that. But we have the third single, and this song is really. I think weird is honestly an appropriate term for this song. <laughs> it's kind of like a just a pop song and yeah i don't hate it i'm not in love with it but i don't hate it i'm at about a seven out of ten with it i think that's interesting the song itself is very god i hate to use the word innovative but there's something about it that i I just didn't see coming at all and it completely blindsided me and i'm not opposed to it it's got a decent hook and it's not perfect but it's definitely passable and i hate that I have to say that about a water park song, but I'm yeah, like I said, I'm at a seven out of ten. I don't hate it. Um, seven out of ten, Tyler Sharp is not. A, I don't hate. That's a I like. Seven out of tens, and I like. You're just gonna have to say that. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I this can. is a more. This is a more. <laughs> <laughs> just can't do it. This is a more synth poppy song, I uh-huh. think, than we've ever gotten from the band. Um, I found it really interesting. Um, of anything I've heard from water parks, this to me sounds like it has the most like pop radio crossover mm-hmm. potential like it's just got a decent hit decent hook and i'm right there with you seven out of ten i'm a little confused by the song yes i don't i don't quite know what to make of it yet i <laughs> there's potential there though it could be a sneaky hit um this one might take more listens to uh determine but yeah definitely intriguing definitely yeah i'm i'm i i hate that i'm gonna have to revisit this song but i'm really gonna have to revisit <laughs> this song to to like completely understand it because if any <laughs> listeners that are listening right now have heard this song you know exactly what i'm talking about this song's weird but it might be weird in a good weird way. in a in a <laughs> weird it is good it's good it's good we can say uh, it's good we both gave it seven out of tens it's good it's weird. a good song that could be better we just we have to investigate yeah um all right let's move on to our uh, pop story this week uh camila cabello her debut album camila debuted at number one on the Billboard charts and sold 119,000 copies first week. This is huge. Do we got a new pop queen in the house, Tyler Sharp? I think it's safe to say Camila is the new queen. So for those who don't know, you know, she was a former, she's a former member of Fifth Harmony. She kind of left and um, took all of their hype with them. And let's kind of, let's like do the comparison here. So Fifth Harmony's last album did... 46,000 copies first week. Mm-hmm. The big single off that album was Down, which did not connect at all. Mm-mm. And now Camila, by herself, is in a spot where she's more sold more than double of them. And she has Havana, which was one of the biggest singles of the year. It was a, uh, like, that's certified Banger Nation smash hit, man. Like I that... mean, top number one or number two, it's, it's right there. It was one of the biggest songs of the year. It, I think, you know. Second half of the year, that and Rockstar were the two, like. Yeah, you, Rockstar you and Havana. A different were, song. Right. Well, I mean, and so she washed them. I mean, Fifth Harmony just she got totally water. washed out. And what, it's really interesting because when you look at Down as a song from Fifth Harmony, 
it's it really is melodically and beat wise it's the perfect follow-up to work from home it, it, it structurally <laughs> the songs are so similar and they've even got gucci main you know where they had ty dollar sign on work from home mm-hmm. and it's such a similar thing but what they weren't counting on is the despacito effect right happening and and the world didn't really want down they didn't want another work from home they wanted havana and camila was very quick to cash in on the despacito latin pop wave and havana freaking carried her to these new heights and um i'm kind of all about it i like it it's good to see her have this success she's kind of become america's new little sweetheart i know and it's so cool to see i've totally at the beginning i was iffy just because I didn't, I didn't follow Fifth Harmony that well, much there... when Work From Home took off. But we talked about Camila back last spring when all this started. And mm-hmm. does anyone even know that Crying in the Club happened? Yeah, I know, right? That, yeah. <laughs> See, that's my biggest angle. Crying in, she released Crying in the Club as her very first single. It didn't click at all. I mean, she was coming off the success of her song that she featured on with MGK, which was a smash hit. So she drops Crying in the Club. Doesn't click at all. Then we get a few months later down the line in the middle of summer, she drops a song called OMG and Havana. And I remember talking to you when these two songs dropped. I didn't get Havana when it right when it came out. I didn't get it at all. And I, I remember talking to you on the phone and I was like, dude, what's going on with your girl, man? I don't I, I think she's kind of over. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I don't know, man. man. I don't know. Let's give it a yeah. chance. Let's give it a chance. And it's so crazy how yeah. she's on Empire, right? That's, I'm not sure. I think so. Then but we felt we felt that Havana heat wave, and all of a sudden it was knew. just there, man. But you just knew. We it. really, yeah. So uh, we really should talk about the album real quick. What do you think of it, Tyler? So it, it's funny. We we just gush over Camila. I. I'm not in love with the album. I think there's a lot of filler on it, but I've only listened to it uh, front to back twice, and I misjudged Havana, so I don't know if I'm the best <laughs> judge as far as, like, Camila. I, 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 I'm, I'm questioning how I approach Camila's sound, and she's yeah. a very dynamic songwriter, so a lot of these songs bounce all over the place. Her second single that she's pushing right now, which is actually gaining on Top 40 Radio, Never Be the Same, I said it on the show. I don't like it at all. <laughs> and it's already starting to gain grounds up towards the top of the chart. So we'll just have to so see. So what's, what's your score right now? Where are you at with it? I'm at like a six. Okay. In, in between a six and a six and a half. But I, an I unsure, hope it grows. An unsure six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at right now. What about um, you? I think this is a really like sweet album um it's interesting it's very um lovesick feeling Mm -hmm. and like very melodramatic and i kind of wasn't expecting that you know coming off havana i was kind of ready for the latin pop party like let's get dia de los muertos up in here you know what i mean let's let's go to cuba let's do it but most of this album it's it's very 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 down tone very very somber I, I I think never be the same is a great single. I think it's it, it's gonna pop off. Um, I I think in the dark is an amazing song that's gonna pop off for her. I and I think into it, uh, one of the last tracks on the song is a perfect pop song, and I think it's gonna be one of her wow. bangers. Um, I yeah, the, the, I kind of find her strongest moments on the album when she is in that somber lovesick mode, which it, it's really it's like who hurt you? You know, she was only nineteen <laughs> when she recorded this album. Like, how much love and hurt has she really been through? But it's really interesting. So the album kind of starts somber and lovesick, and it kind of peaks in the middle at the there's like a little Havana moment of like three sort of. Mm-hmm. poppy latin pop songs and then it goes right back into somber like mm-hmm. i just wasn't expecting it. so it was kind of a surprise so i'm at a 7.8 out of 10 on the wow. album i okay. like it i enjoy it all right and a lot of it a lot of that is carried by her voice she is just Definitely. a really fucking good singer i haven't been this excited vocally you, know, you just hear her hit those high notes and some of those octaves and it's just like wow and when you see camila cabello performing on new year's eve that's that's her voice. She's actually singing. You know, we haven't gotten a new pop singer of this caliber, I'd say, since Ariana Grande. Yeah, totally. And we got to give a shouts to her streaming stats right now. She is the... <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It is the... One of the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever seen. So she's right behind Ed Sheeran 
in the number two position as the biggest, the second biggest artist on Spotify worldwide. She has 45 million monthly listeners. And I think she's got, I think this album has possibly three more singles that could burn in it, you know, at least two. Um, we got, we got to move on though, Tyler Sharp and hit our next story, which is Dashboard Confessional. The band are back with their second single from their new album with the band relaunching on Feel by Ramen Records. Uh, the single is called Heartbeat Here. Have you had a chance to listen to it, Tyler? I have, and I know this is Dashboard, so it's a little different situation than just any regular album rollout, but why the hell do we keep pushing <laughs> acoustic songs as singles this has to stop if it's an acoustic song it better be a fucking banger and this is not this is not a memorable song sure it's sad sure it's dashboard core uh, we've already heard this from dashboard you don't need to listen to this song yeah. the first song was interesting because it didn't sound like dashboard and i think that's why i liked it so much like i said yeah we so talked let- about on the show Let's come back to that first song, We Fight. Okay. Because we have some more important stuff to talk about. With right. It. But yeah, this song, um, Heartbeat Here, this is a Lumineer song. I mean, through <laughs> and through. I mean, it is just, I, I, I get why they did this, because the Lumineers are having so much success at rock radio at, or at alternative radio right now with this kind of semi-twangy, thumpy, hipster, acoustic pop. You know, it's very thumpy. But this it, is it, bad. But it, it, it meets dashboard. Well, I don't I don't personally like the Lumineers, you know, so I, I would I would think they're bad too. This whole genre to me is bad. <laughs> but I, I, I understand the move why they're trying to put dashboard in this lane because bands like the Lumineers are just tearing up all radio with this kind of music. But yeah, I'm not I'm not really about the song about this song. I'm at about a six out of ten. How about you? Okay. I'm at a five. Okay, so the band played We Fight on Conan, and you and I both really like that song. That's the lead single. And I was watching Chris play that song on Conan, which, you know, that's not the best late night gig you can get, but it's still a late night gig. It counts for something. You're on television, you know, as a band. It's a big deal. Um, and dude, I was just getting flashbacks to 04, man. Seeing Dashboard on Late Night again, especially playing that song, it just felt so good. Um, Chris looked like he was having so much fun. Mm-hmm. He had such good energy. It was just, it was really good to see. And the song is, is climbing the radio chart. It's at number 14 on alt radio. I'm fucking praying, man. I really want to see it get up there and bust into the top five. First off, I just want to talk about the radio real quick. So glad it's still climbing because it stalled out around 24th. Yeah. Like it, it, it just kind of stopped and then it bumped up to 20 and then it stopped for like two or three weeks. And now it this past over the last week and a half, it has just been shooting up through the teens. And like you said, it's sitting at uh, number 14 right now. And I really hope it can keep climbing, break into the top 10, break into the top five. I think the song is totally, it could totally fit right there in rock radio. But yeah, like you said about the Conan performance, oh my gosh, man. It was kind of, yeah, dude, kind of taking me back to 04, man. Like, <laughs> it gave me chills. Like he was just, you could tell he was having fun again with the band, which I hadn't seen in so long. And he really, Chris really just, he's enjoying it and. That song, man, that line, there's still a kid out there who needs to hear this. Oh I'm my just gosh. like, yes, turn it up. Right? Up Chills the right there. Let's do yeah. This. That's exactly what needs to be said. Let's <laughs> knock Royal Blood out of number one or whoever the please. fuck's occupying number one right now. You know P- what I mean? Please, God, let's knock uh, Walk the Moon from the number one spot. Please, let's is do that, that. Is that. Is that number one on all That's right now? That's who's at number oh, one with their song One Foot. And then there's Beck with Up All Night. And um, when you think about it, like, back right let's, let's not <laughs> let's, let's not. not but when you think about it dashboard were the first emo band to have radio success sure they were the yep. kind they were the pioneers they were the first movers they busted in you know with hands down and all these songs and uh, it would be nice for them to start the revolution again please go ahead and do it right let's if bring emo back any band i don't think you get more storybook than if dashboard were to bring back emo and start a mainstream commercial revival for it but real quick chris really reminds me and just the way he looks and how happy he is playing late night he really reminds me of andrew mcmahon 
and just the way he seems so happy on stage over the last year playing late night shows yeah. and at the APMAs like they just both look so happy to be here and I guess you know like after 15 years 20 plus and they're still around here doing this playing tv shows and releasing successful albums good for them yeah yeah i mean they both very happy what's interesting is andrew's having a very successful career you know with good runs at radio chris you know not so much you know Mm -hmm. dashboard kind of fell off right did that twin forks bullshit that went nowhere so you know you couldn't you in we don't really know how successful dashboard is going to be on this run but it's a good song it's doing decent at radio, so mm-hmm. I just I like seeing the energy. I like seeing the spark in him. It, it looks like he has hope, and that gives me hope. Definitely, same. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next story, which is your girl Halsey Tyler. She played SNL. Um, she performed "Bad at Love" and "Him and I" with her alleged boyfriend G Easy. <laughs> um, I got a question for you, Tyler. Okay. Does she sing live at all? Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to come back to this. <laughs> I, I, we can't, I don't even want to talk about late night Halsey performances on the show anymore because you just automatically I, go to her lip syncing. I, it's it's one of those things I can't look away from anymore, man. And I'm watching so close. <laughs> even g Easy didn't sound like he was singing. I think you're reading into it too much. I don't think this was her best performance. I oh, mean, love... I think it. I think it, it sounded scary, perfect at too many times. I don't think so. I don't During that, so. I think she's in the, definitely. In those verses, she's she was got just right in the zone. She's got backtracks on, just like Ollie does. Yeah. You know, oh, of course she's got backtracks. I mean, yeah, that, at the minimum, backtracks. Right. But at sometimes I'm just wondering. It just looks like she's lipping it, man, straight up. I think she's got a good voice, and I think she could show it when she performs live but all right just beyond that we're gonna do one time we're gonna sit down (laughs) we're gonna do a special (laughs) podcast episode where we watch all of halsey's late night performances and we're gonna analyze it we're gonna get together and we're gonna do this we're gonna settle it one day once and for all we're just gonna be (laughs) screaming the entire time did you see that no no she didn't no (laughs) that's gonna be the whole thing i like i like that i love too i really like the song i'm just like this sounds way too close to the recorded version (laughs) All right, all right. So they did Bad at Love, and she did her Him and I song. Which I gotta say, G-Eazy. I thought that was a good performance. No, love. that I, is a terrible can, song. That needs to be bad banned. Bad at Love? From, no, no, Bad at Love is, I've totally come oh, around yeah, to that. I said, I said I thought Bad at Love was a good performance. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the G-Eazy performance. Vocals, vocal questioning aside, I thought she gave a very good performance of that. Um him and I, yeah, I thought I was like, "What are you doing up there? Get off stage!" Jeez, <laughs> and the, 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 standing behind the window. Get Why out. is any of that happening, Matt? Can you explain that coupling to me? Because I don't get it. I, I it's stop. a mutual PR branding switcheroo. Halsey's decided she wants to look more like a bad girl at the moment. He's a good person to ally with. He probably benefits, you know, getting those pop fans from being paired with Halsey it's the fakest fucking relationship that's ever been cooked up you know I totally agree but how do these two end up together of all people they're probably the same agent you know what I mean it's just paperwork man these these people they are not a real couple I thought G-Eazy was like older (laughs) G-Eazy all he raps about is how many girls he meets every night. I you know, know what I mean? But like, he's not like it's so fake. And I don't know why Halsey's doing this. You know, she used to be like one of the people, man. You know, I don't know why she wants to look have this look going right now. But it's it's what she wants to do, and I guess you got to respect it. But hey, man, you got to ever shout it's like bad at love is slang. It's radio. destroying. I can't. Yep. I, 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 I didn't see it coming. You know, I didn't now know. or never is still my favorite song off that album. But bad at love is clearly the one that has connected more than any other. It is just it is absolutely tearing up radio right now. Yeah. Anytime I turn on a radio. I hear it. I'm waiting. It's sitting. It's been sitting at number three for a while. It's been, I've been waiting Hit. to see if she can get yeah. up there and challenge Ed Sheeran. Him, him and I. Him and I can go fuck itself though. 
Ah, that song, dude, I just, it, the whole thing pisses me off, and thematics of that song make me want to bash my head into a wall. The Bonnie and, Bonnie Clyde, and Clyde of 2017. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Oh You're not fucking God. sitting, Nancy. Like, there's nothing cute about it. They fucking murder suicide in a hotel. Like, just don't, Stop you know. trying I'm to so be sick. The, I know. the Kurt I know. and Courtney's. Like, this is not exactly. healthy. It, this is nothing very cute unhealthy. about it. No. And, and, and it's fake, too. They're not, re- you know what I mean? It's not even a, re- you, know, you know there's no there's nothing genuine about it you know it's not like they're expressing any kind of actual you know pain or problems they're going through these are just two rich stars pushing a narrative Ugh, I, I i just can't i have to look away anytime i come across them online <laughs> so i'm a little i'm a little upset at halsey you know i didn't like the album that much but I, i've really loved some singles so cool i'm you know, glad i'm still looking for still looking for, i love her voice to death you know with the recorded cool. version of her voice you know and <laughs> I would. I want to see more battle loves. I want to see more now or nevers. I want to see more. Um, not. In, it's not called in the club, but it might as well. What's that song called? Alone. The, um, oh no no don't no fuck no. Fuck with me. Yeah yeah. God, what's <laughs> that song called? Me. Yeah. Uh, don't play. Yeah, that's what it's don't called. Don't play. I want to. I just want to see a lot more stuff like that. God, and, I wish you know, that wasn't such a deep of, cut. Regardless, regardless of her, her, you know. Mm-hmm. extracurricular activities mm-hmm. I, I would like to see more, more music like that um but we gotta move on tyler um our next story is the color morale who broke up how do you feel about this matt um well they wrote a very lengthy statement <laughs> saying that they did not break up and this is just a hiatus but i'm saying no i think this is a breakup <laughs> matt's coming in here it's and not he's 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 laying down the law right now my thing it's is over. Does it matter either way? No. And in every sentence I read in Garrett's <laughs> statement, uh, from the Colorado singer, he just, he wants, he, he, I don't, it was like he was trying to convince himself it wasn't a breakup. You know what I mean? Like, who are you trying to convince, man? We all know you're breaking up. Like, why are you trying to pull this hiatus bullshit on us? The band's over. I know. This band was over a long time ago, man. Like it has been a it has been a rough last 5 years for the Color Morale cuz at one point they had hype. Like there was genuine hype behind this band. But uh my the only thing I took away and even remembered from his statement was the fact that he ended it by quoting as city's burn lyrics <laughs> which shouts yeah, ogs ogs absolutely empire all the way but it's um it's so funny because this band man at that one at one moment they you know they came up with the word alive and mm-hmm. we came as romans and like they were right in that pack of mm-hmm. bands you know confide the word alive we they were right in that pack of bands that metalcore electronic metalcore they were just all ready to pop off and the color of morale like they were hot shit when they signed to fearless you know what yep. i mean and we put him on the cover at AP, like, and Garrett was, you know, everything he was saying was making waves on the internet, you know what I mean? And the band were drawing good crowds at Warped Tour and stuff, and they were just, uh, what was that really big single they had? The music, I can't remember the name of it. The music video is in the snow. It's like a World uh, War Two kind of. It, it's either the two lead singles off of No Hope, which were Strange Comfort yeah. and Learn Behavior. Yeah, it's it was strange one of those comfort. two songs. It, it was that song that really connected with people. Yep. And they were just like, you know, he had the ghostly sort of Cove Rapper vocals going mm-hmm. on, mixed in with the screams. And it was just, it was working for the band. And then they put out that that next album, and it was the worst thing I'd ever heard. I was like, what happened? It was you know? over, man. It was it, so one over. Of those, one of those cases where the music was genuinely bad enough that all the fans just moved on. <laughs> And they've never came back. No, they released another album after that, but no one knows about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was so bad. But, um, dude, this band is going to play a reunion show in 2019. A ten-year show for we all have demons, and they're gonna make some Where, cash like, off chain that. reaction. Like, what are they gonna fill out? Like, yeah, that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna do an old tour. They're gonna roll around in a van. They're gonna sell a bunch of throwback merch. They're gonna get their money, and then they're gonna stay broken up. But I will always ride for Humaniquin. I remember when this band started and they signed to Rise and they uh, played on the Scream the Prayer tour that year. 
I thought this band was the hottest shit ever, man. And I still ride for that first album. I think it's great. Man, they, they had it going on. There was a time. No joke, but it, it, it came down. They imploded spectacularly. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about The Dangerous Summer, Tyler Sharp. They put out a new song called Valume. Did you have a chance to hear it? I did. And much like another song that we may or may not get to, why is this band so boring, man? I cannot <laughs> get over how boring these songs are. And I want it makes me really wonder why people who are writing for these new songs, why they're writing for them. Is it just because there's some mysterious nostalgia associated with this (laughs) band or why is Dale Earnhardt Jr. putting money, his own money into making this band come back? This band is an idea, right? I mean, they're literally named the dangerous summer. You know, they are the idea of a romantic summer. And their last single, they put out Ghost, which I really like that song a lot, Ghost. I mean, the first lyrics literally are, it's summer again. Like, the band know what they're doing. They're playing these summer themes. By the way, I also really like the song Valium. And it's interesting because I I haven't been a Dangerous Summer fan for all of the band's career so far. Um, Yeah, I've been one of those people wondering, like you, like, why... What is it with this band? I, you know, I don't get all that old stuff, but I'm I'm actually really dating, dating the new material. So um, I look forward to seeing what's coming next from the band. It's just I'm so... at a seven, seven and a half out of ten for the new song Valium. What are you at? I'm at a four. It's just so <laughs> lifeless. Like there's no the mix. Something there, man. There's no, it's it's not even the mix. Like when you compare it to, um, say, early Thursday albums or early Thrice albums where the mix is really just kind of flat. This music is flat and it's so low end and there's no life to it. Like the hook just drags on and on and on. And I'm like, oh, my God, get to the fucking point, man. Yeah, it's more of an experience I'm learning than 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 like technical songs. Like when I put on Ghosts and I hear that that emo riff intro, it just sort of takes me to a headspace. It sort of takes me to a summer night, you know, the dangerous summer sing it's summer again over an emo rip it's just it's very intentional is what i'm saying it, it it's more of an experience than a song and and that's I mean, that's where i'm learning to appreciate the band there are songs there's, there's, that do there's that some for there. me there's songs that do that for me but i just i don't i don't connect hey man, at all I, this, this is a tough nut to crack i never thought i would crack it myself <laughs> like i never thought i'd be here appreciating dangerous summer songs but here i am well i'm glad you enjoy them because i sure as hell don't all right that is it for the show this week everyone thank you so much for listening if you have any questions send them in to note scene at gmail.com and we will be happy to answer them for the show if you enjoy the show please rate us on apple Podcasts. give us those give us those five stars and we will love you all right see you next week